Hey, welcome to the Street Shots Photography Podcast by Switch to Manual. I'm Antonio, and this is episode 72 for the end of April 2018. Thanks for joining me. <laughs> I'm uh, by myself tonight. I uh, don't have any guests lined up for uh, tonight, and this is the last night. You know, I always try to squeeze one in before the end of the month. I'm definitely doing a good job of getting two episodes a month, but I, I don't really have a full roster of people to have on all the time, but you know, I'm working on it. we got a lot of, I got a lot of people who uh, want to be a, a second guest and uh, or a host or even, uh, I don't know, just join me in, in, in chatting. Uh, last episode, it was great. I had uh, David Swideck on and uh, we talked a lot about, um, you know, some social media stuff and, and his writing and whatnot. And I sort of wanted to follow up on that a little bit because it's been a couple of weeks since we, talked since I recorded that episode was with Dave and um, just wanted to sort of you know follow up to where I am in the sort of having had that discussion with him and I was really affected by uh, the fact that he is writing a blog and putting down his uh, thoughts about photography on paper you know as it were and uh, a few other people have, uh, I've been reading a lot about uh, photographers and, and what they've been writing about and their thoughts and, uh, you know, mixed with their pictures. And in the past couple of weeks, I have uh, sort of restarted my personal blog on my amrosario.com uh, site and uh, realized I've actually been neglecting that website for a very, very long time. It's, I think it was, I don't know when the last update was, maybe a couple of years ago. And, you know, I just sort of have it as a placeholder, not really a placeholder, but I've got pictures up there, but I don't really kind of actively update my photography, my, my personal photography website. Actually, I have been spending time putting stuff up on the Switch to Manual site, but even that site has been a little neglected. I haven't put any real blog postings on there either. And sometimes I cross post between the two because I'm a single person and I you know have a lot of content that, uh, you know, it's kind of hard for me to write everything by myself. So sometimes what I write for my personal blog I might put on the switch to manual blog and vice versa but I think it's because I've got two different you know markets that I might be targeting although I might be spending a little bit more time on my switch to manual blog because a I'm doing this podcast and I think some of the stuff that I want to actually write about is more fitting for switch to manual rather than my personal photography site which is really there to like hopefully get me some jobs and work and just be like sort of my portfolio site but anyway I wanted to kind of talk about this uh you know the writing a little bit and the sort of social media thing that we've we've all been hearing about lately uh it was really funny i was talking to my friend gene mealy you know he's been on the show friend of the show and uh one of the things he said that is sort of sticking in my mind was like the he said something like i'm gonna paraphrase this was that the latest trend in social media is dumping your social media <laughs> that was really funny because I've been hearing a lot about that. And um, certainly, you've, if you're following me in, in any way, you know I've been on a bunch of podcasts and we've been talking about social media. And you, if you follow any photography podcast, I think that's popping up a lot. Uh, and in, you know, certainly in the news now with Facebook and uh, all, all the stuff that's going on with them and the, you know, uh, you know, the fake news and, and the data that's being you know, captured and whatnot. And people are, are jumping and, and getting rid of social media altogether and saying that, you know, it's making their life better. I think I mentioned on the last show or for, uh, maybe two shows ago, 
about the photographer who who talked about dumping his social media uh, following and how much better he said his life has been. And, uh, you know, I, I, I was talking about this with Gene and, um, you know, I've been reading articles about this and it was really funny. And he, I think he meant this in a really good natured way that, like, I might be gev- gathering evidence to uh, quit social media. And there's as much a uh, argument for staying with social media as there is for leaving it. And I, you know, I, I agree with him. I, and, and I said, I'm not gathering evidence. And he goes, no, don't be defensive. <laughs> like, no, not. But um, what I was thinking is I, I, have, I have been reading a lot of articles. Uh, lately, there was one this week that I saw for the first time, although I think it's been out for a while, from Eric Kim talking about uh, closing down your Instagram uh, account. Um, and I won't go into the to the you know you can read it for yourself if you go to eric's site um you'll you'll read it and he actually I wanted to say eric is a person who just puts out a lot of thoughts about photography um people have mixed uh feelings about him but i do think personally that he cares a lot about photography i'm not sure he cares you know he doesn't really have a big twitter following if he has any people following i don't know so i'm not sure how much he is on inputting but you know that's just on the social media side but he does put out a lot of energy out putting thoughts and, uh, um, you know, ideas out into the world. I mean, the guy's, uh, the guy's a, you know, a machine putting out uh, blog posts and videos and whatnot about photography. So uh, I give him a lot of credit for all that energy that he's putting back into the world. Um, but anyway, he had this post about dumping Instagram accounts and, you know, I'm sure he's a big influencer in photography and, uh, and there are probably people who are, are are dropping their Instagram accounts. And I frankly, myself, for my personal account, that uh, I've actually been slowing down a little bit and not, you know, thinking about getting rid of it, but just really starting to think a little bit more about what it is I'm trying to get through social media. Uh, I just want to say, you know, You've probably been hearing so much about social media now on the podcast and whatnot, and I'm going to promise that I I really won't talk too much about this in the future anymore. I think we've sort of played it out a little bit, and it's really just swamping the news. But I did want to sort of say this because the thoughts have been sort of, you know, in my mind, and I think there are people who, you know, people are like students of mine in my photography class, uh, and they, I think they want to know a little bit about what's going on because everybody's there trying to figure out what to do. And I think to have some information and ideas from people is probably a better thing. So, But I, I promise I won't try to keep talking about this. There's, certainly this whole show is not going to be about the social media. I've got a couple of things I want to chat about. But I do want to say that, you know, I've thought about it. Like, do I want to get rid of it? Do I not want to get rid of it? And, you know, I grew up in a world – I grew up in a world – in a world with <laughs> – I was like – no, but I, you know, I transitioned in from photography where we didn't have social media. And the only way really to get your pictures out into the world, there weren't very many ways to get them out into the world. And maybe you got them out locally. Maybe you did a mailing. Maybe you printed out pieces, you know, like you were trying to get jobs. and But there really wasn't a method for you just to sort of publish, quote unquote, a picture, you know, essentially for free and have potentially thousands of people look at it. It just did not exist. You really had to have a reason to put your photograph out into the world. So, you know, I go from that into what we have now. And, you know, um, we're talking about photography, social media in particular, but we have all the other methods. And like Facebook is not necessarily a 
photography social media, but people share pictures on there and a lot of photographers use it. But I, um, you know, you know, in thinking about this, like really trying to pay attention, like what am I trying to do? Because, you know, I didn't really have a time when I could share my pictures and now I do. And what is it that I want to get from all this? Now, you know, some of the thought processes I have in my mind is that I shoot lots of pictures. They either sit on my hard drive and not do anything or, you know, I can post them to the world and see what happens and see how people react to it. And, you know, if anything, um, people are going to be looking at pictures of my local neighborhood, which is what I shoot mostly, and they might learn something or they might sort of understand a little bit of my experience. And, and you know, that's just a little, you know, scratching the surface of some of the, you know, thought processes that go through why, you know, we why I might be putting out images into social media. Uh, and just so you know, my my social media presence is mostly Twitter is my first one, but Instagram is up there because it's Instagram's photo site. Flickr is up there as well. And Facebook, because I've, I've got a switch to manual page on Facebook. I got an Antonio Rosario photographer page on Facebook. I also have my own personal uh, Facebook um, presence on there. And uh, then I follow lots of groups on Facebook. So there's all this kind of uh, photography things that I follow. And those are the four primary things. I do have a, a portfolio at 500 pixels. I, I don't use that that much. And, you know, that's almost like sort of a side thought. Uh, sometimes I've sold a couple of pictures from there, but it's like it's not the it's not the uh, community that I'm interested in being part of. And uh, who else is there? There was a, 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 a social media site that was called it's still there. It's called L-O-E-L-L-O. And, uh, you know, I joined them, but, you know, and I think a lot of artists were joining them, but it, it hasn't had taken any, it hasn't really taken off. And, uh, you know, I don't really hear anybody who's like, you know, join me on Ello. And, you know, I, I kind of want to share my pictures where there are at least, a you know, a significant presence, uh, or at least the potential of that, you know. Um, you know, and then there's Google Plus that was mainly for photographers, I think. I mean, I think uh, Google was trying to create a Facebook uh, uh you know, alternative, but it seemed to be mostly um, taken over by photographers. And, uh, you know, I joined there, but again, it wasn't just, uh, it wouldn't put enough energy into that. And plus, I mean, how many social media accounts can I really spend time on? Uh, so, you know, I focus my energy ma mainly on Twitter, Facebook, and um, uh, Instagram. Uh, and Flickr is just sort of on the side. It's not really, I spend a lot of time talking to people on, on Flickr. It's really a depository of my pictures, but you know, it, it is kind of got some social media aspects to it, but you know, Google plus was just another thing. And it's like, man, how many do I, one, two, three, four, five, how much time do I have to spend on all these things? So I, I really focus on those other four things and, and each one has its own kind of use for me. Twitter is really my main stay. I mean, if you follow me at all, you're going to, you know, we're going to, we're going to probably dialogue a lot more on Twitter, either through my own account or switch to manual account. I'm talking on there all the time. And, you know, someone once mentioned to me that Instagram is almost like, uh, sorry, uh, Twitter is almost like uh, a conversation that's going on in a coffee shop, you know, and you go to the coffee shop and you're, you're, you're seeing what's going on and you either you can dive into a conversation, you can start talking for a little while uh, and then, you know, you take off and then you're done. You know, it's a short, quick, you know, um, stream, you know, and you don't really go back in time. I don't really go back and look at the stuff that's in the past too much on Twitter. 
to find out what's going on. Although I might go a little bit back if I'm trying to get in the middle of a conversation. I want to see what the content is like, the context is like. But, you know, it, to me, that's that conversation. You know, it's, it's coming in, it's uh, having a beer or coffee, sitting with somebody, you know, hashing out a few things. And, um, you know, it's a lot of fun. Instagram is not quite the same. It really does feel like a place where I post my pictures and a lot of people who like to look at photography will, will go there and, you know, follow me and I'll follow other photographers and it's a great place to see the pictures. Um, and Facebook is also its own thing. Facebook is a little bit more involved, you know, because there are groups there and, you know, I'll post a picture there and I might put a little more information about the image that I post or how I took it, or it's just some backstory about it. Or I might post a lot of pictures, you know, a little bit of a gallery. Uh, and you know, it's a little closer. I think it's a little closer knit, you know, um, and, uh, you know, if I'm thinking about it in terms of business, you know, Facebook has got the potential to have a lot of people to see it because Facebook has got the largest audience. But, you know, I still haven't figured out personally how to game that. And I almost hate saying that, but it does feel like a game. In other words, in order, for, I don't know how, you know, one gets to have a lot of people seeing things on Facebook. There's some way to do that. I don't really, again, have the time invested in Facebook to want to do that. So, you know, if a picture gets a lot of views, that's okay, but it's generally a very local group of people that see the photography and whatever groups I've joined and posted. Uh, Twitter always seems to be the place where things can either take off for me or I feel like I've really earned um, a place there. And, you know, I've got something like on my personal account, I have something like 22,000-something followers, 2,300 or 2,600, I don't know off the top of my head, but it's in that range. And I feel like on Twitter, I earned those people. I mean, a lot of people, you know, chose to follow me. And then people have left, you know, come and gone. And I've blocked some people and, you know, some, you know, Twitter bots and all that kind of stuff. But I really feel like Twitter is the place where, like, if, you know, I post a picture up and actually I cross post my pictures. So that's one of the things we do on social media. You know, you can, you know, put a picture on Instagram and then instantly share it to Facebook and Twitter and stuff like that. So it sort of saves some time. It does sort of remove a little bit of the uh, interaction, but I mean, sometimes I really just want to get a picture out to all the different networks at the same time. The Twitter is the place where, like, I've got a couple, a few people who follow me, like my photography, and they will sometimes repost the photography, and they have a lot of followers, and all of a sudden my phone is buzzing all day because people are like, oh, I like that picture, and they're coming back and saying things, and I'm getting all these retweets and, and whatnot, and it doesn't happen on any of the other uh, networks that I'm part of, so... But Twitter really feels like my home, and it really feels like I've, I've made friends there, and I've uh, I really put out the voices there. It's almost like a mini blog for me. But I really, you know, I, like I said, I use Twitter not only for photography. I use it for a lot of other things, so even just talking to people, getting information, reading news and whatnot. But I really need to think about all these places and what is going on and what is the goal. Do I have a goal even? of why do I want to post my pictures on social media? Am I trying to make money? Am I trying to sell, you know, switch to manual services? Um, which is something, you know, it's a, it's a, a reasonable uh, excuse to use social media. You know, if you've got a business and you want to try to promote it, why not? You know, it's pretty much of a free thing to do. And, um, you know, if, if you've earned a, a following and people want to know what you're doing, you know, when you say, like, you know, I'm selling my prints or I'm, you know, doing a photo walk or whatever, I'm talking in terms of photography for me, it seems like a perfectly reasonable thing to do is post, you know, that information on social media because, you know, 
when before we had social media, there was no way to do that. Uh, you put a, an ad in a classified part of the paper, and maybe somebody saw it, or maybe you made a bigger ad, and it cost a lot of money, and it ran in a paper or the back of a magazine or something like that. Uh, that's what we had. And now we have these sort of free tools, and you know, free I put quotes on because you do pay in many other ways uh, with your privacy going out and and whatnot. But let's you know put that debate aside. That's not kind of we all know that, and you can choose to to deal with social media based on that, uh, that's your own personal, you know, reasons. But, you know, you're, you're, if you're going into this, you're going with your eyes open, you know that the data is going to be, you know, uh, combed and it's going to be used. But that being aside, you've got these uh, methods to, to send your work out into the world or ask questions or get people to come and join you and, uh, you know, hire you and whatnot. So it really is a matter of thinking about what the goal is uh, especially in photography, what is it that you want to do? Sharing your pictures, that's great. Nothing wrong with that. And do you have to have a goal in that? Not really. That can be the end in itself. Um, do you want to learn more about photography? That's fantastic because there's a lot of people out there wanting to share information. Switch to manual is one of those. You know, we like to share information. You know, you do have to be careful. I mean, you know, and we're all smart and grown ups. We know this, you know, double checking things and, you know, making sure like, oh, if someone is saying this, is that really true? But, you know, if you've built up a trust with somebody, you know, you basically can say, yeah, I believe what the person is saying, you know. So it's a great it's a great thing for that. But, you know, just because a bunch of influencers now are saying you should dump social media or there's a, this, you know, this trend that's going on now to dump it. Um, I wouldn't necessarily jump on that bandwagon yet. And mainly because... It's a, I think it's a knee-jerk reaction. And, you know, I, I don't see any harm in the, currently in the sharing of your pictures on any of these sites. I mean, of course, we're always running into that possibility that someone can screen capture your picture and start using it, you know, for whatever, you know, nefarious reasons. Um, but I think the chances of that happening are very, very slim. And especially because now there are these sites like we were talking about before on other podcasts that, you know, like Unsplash, where people give away their pictures for free. So, you know, if there are people giving away their pictures for free, I don't think you need to really worry too much about someone stealing your work. It's possible that's going to happen, sure, but I think the risk is minimal, mainly because, A, there's so many pictures out there. You just sort of, your stuff can actually get lost in, you know, in the swamp of things. Uh, the swamp is not the right word. I mean, well, there's a, just a plethora of imagery out there. And, um, Actually, along those lines, I just realized that uh, Google has done something that was pretty cool. Uh, recently, they set up their service where you could before just download a picture when you did an image search. And now they've actually removed that feature. There's no little button now that says download image, which I think is really nice. I mean, you, you can still download a picture by, you know, right clicking on it and saving image. But they didn't put that button right there. They it was nice that they actually decided to do a little bit of something about making it uh, too easy for you to uh, to take someone's picture. Um, but anyway, that aside, so I think there, you know, think about what you want to do with social media. Think about what you want to gain. Do you want to gain followers? Do you need the dopamine, you know, feeling about about a bunch of people looking at your picture and giving thumbs up? Uh, you know, I'm not going to make any judgments about that. We all have that. I mean, I'm I'm looking at my Instagram account and I'm wondering how many people looked at this picture. And they give me a thumbs up, and uh, I'm not. I'm trying to not judge my work by how many people give me thumbs up. And I would also recommend 
you to not do that as well because you know it is not um it is not the way to think about your work how many people like it you know and remember that when people are looking at your picture on whatever platform it is you know it's Flickr it's 500 pics if it's Instagram they're looking at it for you know mainly you know like a second or two so you know everybody's having a knee jerk reaction to your image and it's very easy for them to press the like button. You know, it's really interesting that none of these agencies have a dislike button. You know, I wonder how many people would be pressing that. And that brings up a whole nother story. But, you know, uh, there is no dislike button on, on Instagram or even um, even on Facebook. So more people are most likely to, you know, they'll either bypass your picture and not do anything or they'll double tap it and they'll give you a hot, you know, a little heart or a thumbs up. But remember, they're looking at it for like, you know, next to no time, excuse me, next to no time at all. And uh, you got to think about, is that how you want your pictures to be viewed? Now, I'm going to dovetail this a little bit into, you know, sort of what I was talking about with Dave uh, in the last episode. Um, And what I was just talking about at the beginning of the show is like, you know, well, you know, now I have a website. I've had these websites for a while. I got the Switch to Manual website. And, you know, I started to blog again. Uh, mainly because, you know, Dave inspired me and uh, Olaf uh, Skazba, 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 excuse me, I'm, I'm butchering your name, Olaf, please don't kill me, but I think you remember he said Skazba, uh, you know, with the writing that he's doing, and he wrote a, actually he put out a book lately, and, uh, you know, a uh, quick review, buy the book. Um, I'll, I'll talk about the book at some point, either later in the show today or in another show, and maybe I'll get Olaf on and talk about the book with him in person, but the main, the quick review is buy his book. Um, it's, it's a great, uh, great photography book. Uh, you get to see a lot of great pictures and his thought process isn't in there, but I'm really thinking about the fact that he spent time writing it and you know, what, what's different about like having your own website as opposed to putting stuff on social media is because your own website is your own property. It's your own place where you can do kind of what you want. And, you know, that's the thing about social media is you can have people be drawn to your website. So, you know, you can put up a a post on Twitter and say, I got a new blog post or I got a new gallery up there and send people to your website uh, where people can have a much longer experience than just sort of looking at something on Instagram or, you know, Flickr or something like that and pressing like or, you know, thumbs up or something like that. You know, getting people to come to your site and you want them to see maybe a longer term project of pictures that you're working on, or even like maybe not even a longer term project, but just you want to say a little bit more about your picture and you want people to come and spend time with you. And, uh, you know, that's a really good use for social media. So I'm really not into this. Let's, let's dump it right away. Uh, I, I do think it's something that you ought to think about, um, with some care about how you want to use it and just don't follow, the trend that everybody else is doing is either, you know, starting up a new social media or dumping your social media account. Give it some time. Don't be, a, you know, let's not be sheep and follow what, you know, the influencer is saying. Not to say that don't listen to them and don't read them about what their, uh, uh, you know, opinions are about uh, social media and stuff like that. And because it helps you then formulate your own idea about what you want to do. But I'm a, I'm kind of a, you know, big fan of like, uh, you know, walk your own steps. You know, if social media is the way you want to present your work, that's fine. You know, and you're going into that with your eyes open. If you want to draw people to your site, that's also fine. You know, there's no, there's really nothing 
you know, no one's going to get harmed. No one's getting killed. No one's going to jail. <laughs> it's just, as long as, you know, you know, it, it's, it's a pretty harmless thing to do, but there is the, I think instead of the quick reactions, I think, you know, think about it a little bit, you know, um, and, and come up to your, come up with your own conclusion. So anyway, I think, you know, this talk about social media and photography and social media in general is not going away any, you know, anytime soon. Uh, but it is this thing that we have to, we're living with now and, uh, we have to figure out how to manage it in our lives. And, you know, remember we want to kind of, you know, be on this planet and try to make it better, you know, and, uh, social media really, you know, we've all been through this and how many friendships have we lost and how many alienations have we made on that, on, you know, on social media based on whatever, uh, in, in, you know, the recent past since we've had it. And, uh, you know, that's something we didn't have before when we were, when we were just taking pictures and putting them on gallery walls, you know, we weren't getting people pixel peeping at them, telling them, you know, you could be this, you could be that, and you should do this and you should do that. You know, it was a different kind of experience. And so what we want to try to do is remember to be kind to people because everybody's really trying hard to, to do the best they can. And, you know, it's very easy for someone to get on the keyboard and start saying, well, your picture sucks or whatever, and, uh, you know, not have any consequences for saying that. So um, let's just be aware of that kind of stuff. This is, this is me sounding like I'm on a soapbox, which I am, <laughs> you know, and I'm sure, I'm sure I wanted to start the show this way. But it was on my mind, and I wanted to make sure that, uh, you know, I put a little bit of my own two cents in. Uh, about this. So right now I'm not dumping any of my social media accounts. I'm keeping them. I did put up a little trial balloon a couple of weeks ago about, you know, thinking about what it might mean to, you know, quit. I had a few people tell me uh, some interesting things. Um, someone on Twitter said that it was important that I, I didn't stop, you know, putting pictures on Instagram because I'm, uh, I'm showing, uh, the world and the diversity of the world. And right now that's a very important uh, subject and it would be a shame to not have that, you know, visual voice out there to show, you know, how the world that I live in, how diverse and peaceful ish we, we we're living. And so that, that really made me think like, you know, my pictures that I'm putting out there are not just for me, but I'm putting them out there for the world. Uh, so it's that sense of like doing something that's a little bit bigger than me. Uh, and so, you know, Think about that. Social media really isn't about, you know, the selfies and showing you what, you know, food I ate and what I did today. It's like, you know, you do have the opportunity to sort of change the way people see things um, and give them something to think about. So once you start putting your pictures out there, you know, you, you sort of begin to have a larger responsibility in some way. Uh, so, again, think about that. You know, is that something you really want to get involved with? Is that something you want to do? Nothing wrong with it, you know perfectly legitimate to say, I don't want to do that. I just want to put pictures out there. You know, we're not all trying to save the world or anything like that, but we do want to sort of make it a better place. I think we're all sort of in agreement uh, in that. So if you can do that with your photography and you can do it with social media together, you know, hey, that's fantastic. So anyway, uh, that's all I want to say about it for tonight. I did talk for like 27 minutes about this. If you guys can stand this, that's fine. You guys are great. I've been getting a lot of good feedback. Uh, about the show, especially my rantings and ravings by myself. And I really appreciate it. It makes me feel that at least I'm, you know, going in a direction which, you know, you guys can uh, appreciate and, you know, not uh, driving you nuts. But I could still be driving you nuts, you know. That's fine. You know, you guys can tell me on Twitter. You guys, you're driving me nuts. Don't talk that long about social media. <laughs> that's fine. But, uh, yeah, that's just my thought. Uh, I do reserve the right to come back to this 
at some point. But, you know, until then, I will see you on Instagram, Facebook, uh, Flickr, and Twitter. So the other thing I wanted to talk about a little bit is something popped in my mind the past couple of weeks and and I've been sort of formulating and I thought maybe I'd make a blog post about it and I still might make a blog post about it, but uh, there's a lot of preamble here right now, but uh, let me, let me work through this. It's going to be a little bit of a gear talk. Uh, Well, we have gear, we're photographers, we have cameras, we can't disassociate ourselves from the gear part. I'm not reviewing any gear. Here, but I want to just talk about it in some way. So, uh, I noticed this when uh, I have a I have a street photography class. You guys know that I teach uh, about once a month at Brick Arts Media. It's a fun little class. It's three hours long, so it's not a very long class. And I realize I'm trying to put a lot of information into a three hour class. But anyway, the class is about limited to eight to ten people. It's as big of the room that I get to get to teach the class in. And in the class uh, description, we're, they're told to bring a camera with them because it's a photography class and we're going to go out and shoot. And, uh, you know, you'll be surprised sometimes how many people don't bring cameras. But uh, they do have their phones. So, you know, that sort of qualifies as a camera. But I think the description says bring a DSLR camera. But, uh, yeah, you know, and even some of my students might be listening to this. So, you know, I'm, I'm using you guys as an example. <laughs> you know, I'm not mentioning names. But, you know, uh, anyway, I'm just joking here. You know, uh, if someone comes with a with a uh, uh, an iPhone or an Android phone, that's fine. It, it, I can't teach everything about that uh, in the class, about like shooting in manual and stuff like that to someone who's got an iPhone. But, you know, you can get some of the principles inside, especially some of the visuals when I'm trying to talk about street photography. Anyway, one of the things I notice and I look around and we talk about the cameras and I usually come in and I put my... Um, I have two cameras I bring with me. My Both of them are my Fuji cameras. One is my uh, X100T, which is the range finder style camera, which is what I use mainly for street photography. And then I bring my X-T20. Uh, lately, it's been the X-T20. Before it was the X-T10. But that's you know the Fuji DSLR style mirrorless interchangeable lens camera. And it kind of looks like, you know, a Nikon or a Canon DSLR. It's just smaller, but it's got the same kind of thing with the prism. Fine, and you can interchange the lens, and I have a little grip on it and makes it look, look a little bigger. And I bring those two cameras, and I put them down. And, uh, I, you know, I go around and ask everybody about, you know, what, you know, before the class starts, you know, I tend to ask them, you know, uh, what kind of cameras they have, and they, you know, pull out, and got a Canon here and an Nikon there. And um, mostly I've noticed that, the class, if, if someone's coming in with a DSLR, it's generally a Nikon or a Canon. Uh, I couldn't say that there's more than one or the other. And one time I had a class and everybody had Nikons, and the other time I had a class and everybody had Canons, or the, the majority did. So I think it's evenly split between Canons and Nikons. Sometimes someone will come in with a Sony. Uh, what else have I seen? Uh, some smaller Canon point-and-shoots. Um, and, uh, you know... I don't think I've seen anything like a Ryko or an Olympus. Maybe one time an Olympus, maybe, but very few. Most times people are bringing in, uh, you know, Canons or Nikon's interchangeable, and they are not always the big expensive ones. They're like the digital, you know, like the the Rebels or the the Nikon D seventy one hundreds or D fifty three hundreds. You know, some of the smaller cameras that come with kit lenses, and you know, a kit lens is the 
the one lens that you buy with the camera. It's an 18 to 55 generally. Uh, um, sometimes it could be a little bit longer, sometimes shorter, but that's kind of the gist. I'm trying to get in the average. Very, you know, compared to film cameras and the film cameras that I started off with, which was a Pentax K1000, um, which was, I had a lens, interchangeable lens that you had to actually screw on. And it was a big camera, but like that was my starting camera. I, I am thinking of these, you know, cameras that they're coming in with in the class as sort of that kind of camera, like the Pentax of the digital age. It's like you go to a store and you want to buy a camera, you know, you're most likely going to buy a digital camera and someone's going to give you, the, they're going to say, well, it's the Nikon or the Canon generally. Uh, and, you know, you get the kit lens and, and you're ready to go, you know, and you get the batteries and, and boom, you're, you've got the whole package. You're ready to shoot a lot. You know, and again, occasionally the other person will buy a smaller point and shoot, like a Ryko or a, or something, or a Sony. You know, we had a few, like I said, we had a few Sonys in there. But you know, the generally it's the generally it's one of those the 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 main brands. And I was thinking lately that um, so here I am. I'm thinking about myself. I'm like, where am I now? I got Fuji, uh, you know, mirrorless camera in in my possessions now. And what did I, where did I start? I started with a Pentax K1000. And I could probably go through the list of cameras that I had very quickly. I had a Pentax K1000, and then I had a Pentax ME, and then a Pentax MX. And then I think I went, from, one of those cameras got stolen. And then I think I went from that to, I think I might have gone directly to Nikon from that. Although I really jonesed for a Canon AE-1. I had friends who had Canon AE-1s, and those were really sophisticated but, uh, you know, I stuck with Nikon and, you know, fast forward till now, I've had a bunch of other like you know, medium format cameras. I had a Mamiya medium format camera. I've had a Fuji medium format cameras. And um, I had a Canon. I'm looking at a Canon uh, waterproof camera. That was a lot of fun for shooting underwater. Uh, not a really sophisticated one, but it was still a 35. Um, I've got a, I had a Contax um, T2, which I sold, which I'm now bummed out about. Uh, titanium camera point and shoot but with a lens that popped in and out it was really really a great little camera uh, i have still a nikon uh, the 28 ti which is a uh it's a, a point and shoot boxy range fire fi range finder style camera but it's a point and shoot it's got very few manual controls in it but it's a 35 millimeter film camera and so, and I saw a lot of those cameras. And then I had the Nazi, I had a Nikon FM2. I'm sorry, I'm going through this list. This is really like old Nikon FM2, Nikon F3, which I still have, uh, Nikon F4s, Nikon F5s, um, uh, Nikon D100s, which was a great camera. Sorry, not uh, F100s. Sorry, that was not D1. I, yeah, and I do have a Nikon D100. Nikon D300. Anyway, so you can see like the vast majority of Nikon lenses. And now I've got Fuji X-T10, X-T20, X100T. And um, anyway, so my you can see my evolution. I started off with one camera, ended up with another camera. I still have a bunch of them from in between. You know, I didn't sell them or anything like that. But I was thinking about like, why is it that I've got so many cameras? And what, what happened is like I evolved over time. I've changed... From where I started, obviously as a beginner, right, with this basic camera for me was a, you know, very manual camera. There was no automatic then, um, but it took pictures fine. You know, had a battery for the meter, but you know, if the battery died, you could still take pictures. You just had to shoot in manual. And you know, now I'm at a Fuji XT uh, XT20 X100T, 
So it's a vast, first of all, it's a, you know, an evolution because I went from film to digital. So the technology changed, but you know, even that the style of the cameras have changed, you know? So like now my camera that I really have a hard time being without is a, is a rangefinder style camera and it's worn down now. I've used it so much that the paint is wearing off and there's like a dust speck inside on the sensor, which I, you know, I know I have to send the camera in to get cleaned, but like, you know, if I don't shoot at F, you know, past F11, you know, you don't really see it too much. Um, and, uh, you know, it's a bunch of things that are wrong with it. It still takes great pictures, but I mean, I've used it so much that it's, that it's, um, you know, it's gone through some, it needs some love. Right? <laughs> it needs, it needs some tender care. But, um, I was thinking about like, well, you know, my, my personality has changed too over time. I mean, I've evolved and my photography has shifted and I've gone from, you know, yeah, I want went to school for photojournalism or I wanted to be a photojournalist. And then I went to stock photography agency and then, uh, you know, try to do commercial work and then street photography. So I really shifted, you know, all those different kind of styles of photography that I did and all sort of required different cameras, but I don't say required because, you know, you can do all this work with one style camera, but I think my, my personality changed over time. So I'm looking at these students and they've got these cameras, and I'm sure they paid a lot of money for them because the cameras are expensive. And I'm looking at them in my mind. I'm saying, you know what? That's not the camera they're going to, you know, if they're really sticking with photography, if they're going to be photographers, uh, which, you know, a handful might be and like go off. You know, they come to the class because they want to learn photography. So I'm going to assume the best that like some of these people want to go off and do more work and different work. That the camera that they got in front of them is not necessarily going to be the camera that they have five or ten years from now. Now, it is a different world, right? So cameras maybe not last that long, but even the style of the camera, maybe they won't have a DSLR. Maybe they won't have a Canon DSLR. I don't know, but I don't see why it would be any different for me, for them as it was for me. I mean, I started off with one camera. I could have kept shooting with a Pentax K100, uh, sorry, K1000, you know, up until now. I mean, if it didn't fall apart, you know, and there was shooting film, there was nothing wrong with that camera. In fact, you could probably find them now on eBay and you could still shoot with them. So, you know, in theory, I could have, but, you know, things changed as I was trying to go into more professional photography work. I don't think, you know, I might have been able to get, um, I don't think it would have been appropriate for certain types of work to be walking in with a K1000. In fact, the capabilities of the camera were probably a little bit limited if you want to use flash, you know, strobes and stuff like that. So, you know, there's sort of a practical reason to change gear. And you're like, well, you know, yes, I need these new features and I need something else. But then you're thinking about like, well, you know, um, then there's this part of you for me, let's say for me, I'm going to say you, for me, you know, I used to look at photographers used to come into my agency and they were wearing a, Ni a Leica around their necks. And I've always wanted a Leica, but I don't know if I wanted a Leica because it was a Leica. What I wanted was a camera that was something that I carried around with me all the time. And I could wear around my neck. Like it was a, you know, part of me, like a, not a piece of jewelry, which it ends up becoming, but like something that was, you know, like it was always part of my being and you know i'm like that now with my fuji x100t is like that is now people see me all the time with that camera around my neck and that has become you know quote unquote my leica you know but uh you know i i, I wasn't jonesing for a leica because you know this photographer had it i mean they're cool cameras and you know if i had the money i'm certain i probably would have bought one at some point but you know i never really had that kind of cash to buy a Leica, I could buy the Nikons instead. But Nikon didn't really have a camera that looked like a Leica. But anyway, my, my point being is that, you know, my, my, 
my goals shifted over years, right? My personality has changed. I mean, there's, you know, I have a base personality, but like, you know, when I was in school or, you know, shooting stock, I wasn't really street photography savvy. And so I think something shifted over time. I mean, this is what happens. We all change over time. And so, you know, but what I'm saying is like, you know, I wouldn't expect the gear that I have to be always the same from, from the beginning of my you know career to, to where I am now. Uh, it's possible that can happen. I mean, many people have always been shooting with the same gear, you know, for all their lives. And, you know, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. There's not, you know, a, a right or wrong to this. I'm just saying from, for me, I, I've, I've changed. And so, you know, I look at these students and they're like, you know, there's like, you know, someone there with a, uh, Canon digital rebel. And I'm like thinking, you know what, you know, if you're going to be serious in photography or, you know, thinking that's probably the camera, you're not going to have that, <laughs> uh, in the next five years. Now, again, you know, we all know that, you know, cameras change and, and, uh, you know, more, more megapixels and all that's marketing, by the way, you know, people want to keep selling you new, new cameras. Like when we were shooting film, I could have the same camera for like five or 10 years. You know, the film changed, but the camera body, like once the camera worked, there was no real reason to buy a new one. And, you know, the same thing is really true today. Like if the camera works, right, if it keeps shooting, you know, pictures of the good enough quality for what you want, there's no reason to buy a new digital camera. Now, I always tell people who are asking me about cameras, like, uh, what should I buy? I said, well, you know what, spend your money on a lens. Because the lenses you can carry over to whatever new body that you buy in the future. Because, you know, you know, digital cameras today are almost like the equivalent of film. Because when you buy a new camera, you buy a new camera body, you're really buying a new piece of uh, uh, film, if, as it were, right? New capabilities in the film, a little higher sensitivity, uh, less green, whatever it is, you know. But uh, the lenses, you know, I'm looking at a bunch of lenses here on my uh, floor here. And I've got a bunch of Nikon lenses that I think I bought past 20 years ago, and I'm still using them today. So the investment I made in those lenses are great because I'm still using them. In fact, I'm using them on my Fuji cameras now because I have adapters. You know, they're not they're not autofocus and stuff like that. But you know, I'm still I'm using them on a modern camera, and some of the lenses look really really good. So I'm really happy that I still have these lenses, mainly because I don't have to buy new lenses now because I can use these, you know, these old Nikon lenses on my Fuji camera without a problem. Um, but you know, the, so I, I look at these for, you know, I don't want to say, you know, because I've, you know, older than a lot of the people that come into my class and say, well, you know what chances are you, when it was your age, I had a night, you know, I had a Pentax or something like that. <laughs> people are like, what's a Pentax? Yeah. In fact, some people, you know, never heard of a Pentax before, which is true. Cause I think who owns Pentax now? Ryko owns Pentax. Yeah, I think so. They have one new model coming out. Uh, good for them, by the way. It's nice to see that Pentax hasn't gone away entirely. Um, I give them a lot of credit for making cameras that were really good when I was young and, you know, getting me, you know, pushing me along this direction. But anyway, I just want to I want to open that up as a sort of a thought process. What is like if you looked at yourself evolving over time and seeing where you started in photography and where you are now, have has your personality changed? And does that reflect in the kind of gear that you're now buying? And, you know, don't even think of gear. Think of all the stuff that you're doing in photography. Like, uh, you know, for me, like I started off heavily in Photoshop and I was doing a lot of Photoshop work. Now, of course, that was generating money because I was submitting it to the stock agency. But I really liked Photoshop. I loved 
sitting in front of my computer and, and, and taking an image and manipulating it and like retouching it. And believe it or not, sometimes I really liked retouching the dust out of a scan. I mean, you scan something on, a, on an icon scanner and then you have to clean out all the dust and coming up with a way, like a really cool way in Photoshop to do it fast. Uh, you know, what is the recipe that you do? I had a lot of fun doing that and then evolving into Lightroom and whatnot. And like today I'm sitting here and like maybe this is just me getting older and time is shifting and I'm like, really, I don't want to spend time in front of the computer anymore. And so I've moved to a mobile, you know, processing workflow where I take my pictures from my camera and I put them on my phone and I process while I'm on the train or in a coffee shop and then I send those out into the world or print them from there. And, and I'm sitting less on the computer. So, you know, what are the other personality changes that have gone through that you've gone through that you sit there and say, well, you know, it's not the same. It, it, is it a personality change? I mean, it's an evolution in terms of like equipment and workflow and what you want to spend time on. But, but what is the, what is, how did you change? How did you go from like when you began photography to where you are now? Did you start off with a simpler camera? Is the camera that you have now, if you look at it, it's just a camera, you know, you might lose it. It might get stolen uh, it might drop and break, you know, and how attached are you to that piece of equipment and what would you get to replace it? And what kind of pictures are you taking in relationship to the camera? Like if you were going out and shooting landscape pictures, would you be doing it, uh, with an X 100 T? Uh, I know I wouldn't, that wouldn't be the camera I use, but I'm not a landscape photographer. I mean, I I'll shoot some stuff that look landscapey. Like you've seen the stuff that I shot from my window, sunrises and you know, cityscapes and, and stuff like that. And I'm using, you know, my other Fuji. I'll use my X100T sometimes because that's the camera that's right in front of me. And I'm like, oh, look at the sky and I'll take the pictures. But, you know, if I'm really sort of spending time with it, I might, you know, put a little bit more effort in using a different camera because, you know, that's my, I'm putting on my, you know, landscape photographer hat, which, I you know, is a loosely fitting hat. <laughs> I'm not a landscape photographer, but you get, I'm hoping I'm making myself, clear because this is really sort of a off the top of the head thing but that's what i do you know sometimes i talk about photography off the top of my head but uh think about it is is the you know uh in relationship to something like i'm talking about will you change will you know well i actually can't predict the future what, what's going to happen to you in the future so you don't know what direction you're going to go in but are you open to that like you move into a different direction and then you look at your nikon d850 which is you know a $3,500, you know, incredible machine that takes, you know, incredibly high res pictures. And you're looking at that and you say, well, you know, someday I'll sell that and I'm going to buy a pinhole camera because I think I really want to explore something where I'm spending a lot more time and the files don't look so good. You know what I mean? Like, so, you know, that's, you, you can be open to that kind of possibility. And like, for me, I never would have thought, I mean, I always could have wished it. Like I said before, I wished I had a Leica. I wish I had that one that, uh, my friend Mel Giacomo was wearing around his neck and you look at it and the brass, you know, the paint is worn off, right? You can see the brass underneath it or the, whatever the metal is that, that the uh, camera is made out of. And, um, which means the camera got used a lot. You can see it was in his hand and it was being rubbed off. And I really liked that. Like that was like, Oh man, because I knew he was taking a lot of pictures with it. And that's his personality. He would always come in to the office and he would show, you know, prints, he'd pop down prints all the time. And I'm like, man, the guy is just, he's shooting. He's a shooting machine. And that's the, and that camera is what is helping him do that. That's, that's, they have a relationship. Uh, the camera's helping him and he's sort of helping the camera is doing, he's helping the camera do what it's supposed to do. It's supposed to take pictures. It's supposed to take a lot of pictures. 
And that's what he's doing. There's a symbiotic relationship with that. And, and he, he was a very, he's a very, you know, photographer, photographer, in my opinion, you know, like when he walks around with a jacket and, you know, just, just has a way about him. And so anyway, uh, am I that person now? No. I mean, do I want to meet like him? No, but am I, my own, you know, style, I'm my own photographer and I'm looking down and I no longer have a Pentax or a Nikon, you know, F3. I've got this Fuji camera that I carry around all the time. And I'm not making a case for Fuji. It could be any camera, but in my case, it is a Fuji. Uh, I mean, just to go back for a second, I had a, when I was doing, I wanted to be a photojournalist. Uh, and I was doing that in my third year, fourth year of high school, uh, sorry, college. And then kind of even when I was still working, when I started working at the stock agency, I was taking classes or doing stuff in photojournalism. I still want to do that. And the camera combination that I loved was a night. If you ever look at look Google this picture, if you can find it, uh, a Nikon F3 with a motor drive on it and a 180 millimeter lens. I had a 180 millimeter. It's a manual focus lens an F2.8. But for some reason, that combination, the way that thing looked, uh, and I think the F Nikon F3 is still one of the most beautiful cameras that they've ever made. Um, there's some bit of like it's a little boxy. But it has a seriousness to it. It looks, it's got some personality. I mean, that 180 was like the right size lens uh, for the body. And when I saw that, like to me, it said, that's what I wanted to be. Like, you know, if I'm going to be a photojournalist, that's what I'm going to, you know, it's going to be one of the cameras that's going to be around my shoulder with that lens. And, you know, I did walk around with that a lot. In fact, I walked around with often like two or three camera bodies on me because each one had a different lens on it. And so, uh, you know, anyway. Where am I going with this? I don't know. It was just I'm just remembering that uh, that this is that was a like I was a different person then. I had a different idea of what I wanted to do. Uh, I still, you know, I'm always open to whatever I'm going to do now in the future. And you know, I I look at this these cameras I have with me now, and like this is what I am using now in this part of my life with the kind of photography I want to do. That might change next month. You know, something comes up. Uh, I know I told you that I've been getting a lot of um, uh, instant cameras. You know, I got a Polaroid instant camera, and I got a couple that are coming in from uh, that came in from uh, Kickstarter. Uh, I haven't used them as much, right? You know, I've taken the Polaroid to a, a, friend, you know, a friend gathering that we had last uh, December and took a lot of pictures with it, but I still have like uh, what do I got? I think I got like fifteen. 15, 16 packs of film that are not, you know, they're just sitting there. I probably shouldn't put it in the fridge, but they're just sitting there. And I thought I would really be spending more time doing instant photography. You know, we're a quarter of the year, quarter of the way into the year. I mean, this still means I got, you know, a quarter of the way? No, four months. Uh, one third of the way in. We don't have 16 month years. This is not Mars. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, I'm one, we're one third of the way into the year, and I really haven't used my. Um, I really haven't used my uh, instant cameras uh, that much, and I, maybe I just don't—I don't quite feel it yet. You know, I got them, I love them; they're a lot of fun. And you know, that first thing when you get a new camera, and you you know start shooting a lot of stuff with it for you know get it out of your system. And I've got—I've got it in my system, but it just hasn't hasn't really kicked in yet. You know, and so anyway, it's sort of a long-winded way of of really thinking about like thinking about your evolution from where you started in photography, where you're going to end up and being open to that and how the gear will change over time. And, you know, I think that's an okay thing. 
Uh, you know, it's just these are just the tools that we use to make the pictures. That, and our pictures will change over time. You know, not not all the time. We'll uh, we'll, we'll be doing different things. And you know, my guess is if you look at every photographer that you know has been around, uh, you'll see how things have changed. Everybody's had their you know Picasso blue period, you know, <laughs> and they've gone from you know realism to to you know abstract, you know. Uh, maybe not everybody, but you know, a lot of people do. And to be open to that, the fact that we've, we've got all these styles in us, uh, and, and ways to express ourselves and the gear is something that is, uh, helpful to do that with. And it's important because we need to have these things. We have, you know, you don't have photography without a camera. So we have to have this gear with us and how the relationship between you and your gear help you, uh, you know, um, create the the work that you're doing at the time and how that work is part of your personality at the time and you know we always we always shift a little bit we always change a little bit and we always you know we're always kind of the same I, for my, myself I like I, I always feel like I'm still a 12 year old in some way I still act like it sometimes you know but I know that I've I've changed and certainly my my photography has has shown that how I've shifted over time and certainly the the stuff that I use to record those pictures on has also changed over time, depending on what I want to do. So uh, the real point to this is, I don't know, you know, it was a, it was something I noticed. I wonder if you are noticing it as well. And uh, maybe you'd like to share that with everybody and uh, we'll see where we can go from there. Anyway, I've managed to use up 53 minutes of your time <laughs> and I uh, really appreciate, you know, listening and why don't you share uh your thoughts with me and the rest of the switch to manual uh community if there is any <laughs> there is but uh by a couple of ways you know um I, well anyway that's the show i'm, I'm going to wrap it up because i spent a lot of your time but I, I would like to continue the discussion and i really would like to drive you guys to our website the switch to manual.com um, I'm really thinking, you know, getting the blog going there and getting uh, pulling stuff a little bit away from some of the social media sites and really bringing it back home to where, you know, we can have these sort of discussions in a, I don't know, in a in a switch to manual uh, homestead, as it were, you know. Um, so come on over to the site, switch to manual dot com. From there, you can, you know, find all, all the different places where uh, I share the work. If you want to come to my own personal website, it's amrosario.com, but switchermanual.com. And uh, where are the other places? So we're also on, I'm on Facebook as well. So we have a page on Facebook. Uh, I like having the discussion there. Sometimes it can be the same discussion. But if, you, if you're into Facebook, join me there and let's talk about this stuff. Uh, very much spend a lot of time on Twitter at switch, the number two manual. So switch to manual. And uh, where else? Let's see. I mean, we're on Flickr, but mainly that's just to post pictures and not not to have a lot of discussion. But uh, we do have, you know, you can, you can talk to us there. And what else? Uh, oh, so uh, if you want to help support the show, uh, we'll be grateful. We'll be very grateful. We do have PayPal buttons where, as Tom used to like to say, you can send us some chump change, and that's always good. So if you want to do like a you know, a one time like, hey, you guys did a great job. And we've had a few people do that. And it's been really surprising and meaningful and wonderful that people send us their money because, you know, uh, we're doing this show. And I, I'm still saying we, you know, I still haven't gotten rid of Tom, but the royal we 
but uh, yeah, we put together this show, and it was great. It's great that people supported us. So if you want to do that, you know, it was a PayPal button. But another great way to support us is to let us do portfolio reviews of your pictures. You go to our website slash you know switchtomanual.com slash portfolio. And we've got the ability to have you guys send your pictures to uh, us, and then uh, one of us, um, one of us. Wow, I keep doing this. Uh, most likely me, but it could be Tom, you know, it could be somebody else, but I think right now it'll be me, uh, can review your pictures and, uh, give you some feedback about what's going on with your photography. And so we have three paid versions and we got uh, a free version. If you want to just give me a try, uh, give me a tryout, you can try out the test, the, the single version, you do a quick review. And if you like that, then you can try one of the other paid reviews, but that's a great way to support the site because then you have me working for a living and uh you know you're giving me some money to do your portfolio but that money goes to supporting the site so anyway and supporting the podcast so give it a try you know the switch to manual.com slash portfolio and what else i think that is it that's uh episode 72 i managed to do an hour of me chatting in your ear uh usually i wanted to keep <laughs> When I do a show like this, I want to keep it to like a half an hour, but I find so much to talk about and I hope you guys enjoy it. But any feedback you can give us on uh, iTunes uh, ratings and, and feedback would be great too. That would help us get out. But look, you know, also tell people about the show. If you like what I'm doing here, spread the word, you know, use your social media accounts to share the broadcast when it comes out, the podcast when it comes out, and just let let your friends who are into photography know about this, because I really like sharing what I, you know, know about photography to as many people as possible, and this is probably one of the best ways I can do it. Uh, you guys have been great. You have a great audience and a great, uh, you know, support from everybody who listens, and I really, really appreciate it. And so, you know what? That's it. And until uh, next show, I will uh, see you. See, uh, I'll see you later. <laughs> and Tom would say adios.